At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We are just days away now from the 2023 NBA draft. We've talked to draft experts from all across the spectrum. Today, we've got one of the biggest names when it comes to mock drafts and big board evaluations in the NBA. You can see his work all over the ringer. His name is Kevin O'Connor. Find him on Twitter at Kevin O'Connor NBA. And his big board has become one of the mainstays of this draft season for fans and followers of the league everywhere. He just does such a tremendous job. So much detail on both his big board as well as his mock drafts. Uh, really getting into the nitty gritty of these players. And uh, he's been very, very accurate. Whether you're looking at the mock drafts for what actually has taken place in the recent years as well as with his big board on what's ended up being the the right order of things a few years down the line. So we're thrilled to have him with us today. We'll focus in primarily on the number two pick in the top of the draft, but we'll get into all sorts of draft-related conversations with our guest, Kevin O'Connor, who we welcome here to the Hornets Hivecast. Kevin, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, guys? We're doing great. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you because you are our last mock draft slash draft expert who is joining us on this series of podcasts. We've had a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. You are one of the biggest names when it comes to covering the NBA draft. Tell me, how did you get into this specific subset of covering the NBA and, and what started you on this path? 
I mean, I've always loved following the draft. Like ever since I was like a little boy, I loved watching the NBA draft, the NFL draft. I always like liked watching college players, and you know, back in the early days of YouTube, you know, the grainy videos of international players coming in. So it's always been something I've had an interest in. And then uh, I got started writing for uh, SB Nation's Celtics blog back in 2013, and you know, when I was you know writing for there, you know, working from home, still living with my parents i thought hey you know i'd love to do some nba draft stuff for this site as well and i started doing that and then i kind of turned it into doing my own nba draft guides and you know creating the pdfs and you know putting those out on twitter and then uh yeah i just started doing those back in 2013 and 2014 and here we are now i think this is my 10th draft which is crazy to say or 10th or 11th um but yeah here here we are it's um it's a lot of fun doing it now with the ringer the last seven seasons now well, the level of your work is greatly appreciated by fans and followers of the NBA all over the world. We've talked to a lot of people that do similar things to what you do in terms of organizing mock drafts and, and boards and whatnot. Some of them view themselves, or I, I could say could be viewed as reporters. They are trying to chase down what the front offices themselves are thinking. Others are more in the evaluator lane where they are trying to determine who they would pick if they were working for a fictitious team and trying to organize their draft board. How do you view yourself? Are you more of a reporter trying to nail what the teams are going to do? Or are you looking at yourself as if I were the team, this is what I would do? My overall goal with like doing the draft coverage is evaluation. It's about figuring out and understanding who the players are that are coming coming into the league and how will that define you know team needs. How will that define how the league will kind of shift with the type of players who are going to come in? How is it going to define you know priorities of teams? Are there players who could change the 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 complexion of the league? And I, I think that's kind of my overall goal is through the NBA lens in terms of reporting. Like when I do my mock draft, I don't think mocks are all that accurate at all or valuable until like the in terms of pick by pick where players are going until the days leading up to the draft over the years that's where you kind of learn um regardless of who who the person is making that mock that's where you get a feel of where guys actually might go so until the days leading up i just kind of put guys in my mock draft where i think there's good fits or sometimes I'll put a, a player that I think is a poor fit on a team and just to see how that fan base reacts uh, because it's not always the best fits that end up on teams on draft night. So sometimes you gotta got to mix it up with a mock draft. So evaluation is my overall goal, though, to understand a draft class. When it comes to evaluating, how much more difficult has it become in this current era where you have players coming from so many different places and it seems to expand year by year? We've always had the college game at different times. We've had players coming out of high school. That's not a reality right now. But with one and done's a lot of time, you are analyzing, I'm sure, as much or more high school and AAU tape as you are college tape. Then you've got players coming from the international game. G League Ignite now exists. Overtime Elite exists. You've got players coming from all these different areas where not only do they not cross paths and play each other, but very few of their opponents cross paths. So there's not a lot to compare one-to-one outside of an expert eye like your own. So how much more difficult has the job become? 
it's hard <laughs> it's definitely hard with all these different paths uh, but like the far majority still come out of college um and that and that still is what it is in terms of scouting but the amount of international players the the g league night and particularly you know the overtime elite with amen and osar thompson both of them coming out of there that is a league and i was talking to an executive um from a, from a team earlier this month and and he's saying to me like I don't know how to evaluate these guys like I I turn on an OTE game and I, and then I it's like the talent level is so low um I, I don't I don't know how to gauge these guys whereas with the ignite you know they're facing kind of fringe NBA players there's a lot of names that you know overseas there's even some former NBA guys or future NBA guys and in college you know all the talent is identifiable OTE is definitely the toughest one uh, with the Thompson Twins, and uh, that's going to make it very interesting regardless of where they land, how they end up panning out in the NBA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Kevin O'Connor, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. See his work all over the ringer. He's got podcasts. He's got his draft guide. He's got everything, and he is everywhere. And glad to have him here with us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. You can also follow him on Twitter at Kevin O'Connor NBA. 
Looking back at last year's mock draft process, you talked about yourself more in the evaluator lane than in the reporter lane. So sometimes your mock draft maybe is less likely in certain instances to line up with what actually transpires because your thinking might be different from a, a certain front offices and you're not necessarily trying to aim for what they're going to do. You're aiming for what you would do. On the other hand, I would like to think you would have more confidence in your own draft board than anyone else's uh, in believing that two, three, five years later, your picks that you had at the top of the draft would eventually end up being the better player. So as you look at your work from last year's draft, where I think uh, going into it, uh, you had had Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren as the one, two, and three, although a, a different order at times than what ended up transpiring. But looking at that draft, looking back deeper into your history, how, how has your success rate been in your own eyes in terms of what actually happened on draft night and who maybe should have been drafted in those positions as you look back years later. I'm happy with how last year went. I had Ben Caro number one on my personal big board, Jabari Smith two, Chet Holmgren three. We'll see how Chet pans out after missing his entire rookie season for the Thunder. Uh, I think my favorite ranking that I had last year was Shaden Sharp. Having him fourth, he's been excellent to finish the season with the Portland Trailblazers looking like a great scorer. He's developing as a passer as well. I feel good about the 2022 rankings. I mean, every year there's hits, there's misses. 2020 was my dud of a year. Had Killian Hayes ranked number one. Uh, bet gambled on a French prospect overseas. His shot has not translated at all. You know, Anthony Edwards, far better player. Lamelo Ball, obviously your own player in Charlotte, so much better. Um, that was a bad bet. But I mean, overall, that's the tough thing with international guys. Um, sometimes they're gambles. There are certain executives I've talked to in the league that say they don't even want to bet on international players because. Because of how how uh, wishy washy sometimes their translation to the NBA is, uh, but I'm happy overall. I think there's lessons to be learned every year. You know, you talk to people, you know, around the NBA, and, and like it's funny. Like when it comes to mistakes, like Killian, or when it comes to hits, you know, you hear more about the hits and misses from Twitter than anybody ever does within the league. Like within the league, even if somebody has a huge hit, I don't think people look at that necessarily a lot of times as, uh, you know, this amazing scouting find. Like Jokic goes 41st, but he was the third draft pick that the Nuggets made. Um, it's not necessarily like Denver had spotlighted him and said, we got a steal here. I think with the draft, I, I don't say that to diminish scouting and its importance, but so much of success and failure for a prospect entering the league has to do with situation and fit opportunity the coaching you know the type of you know player personnel guy that they have on their staff who can help them resolve their weaknesses you know environment you know the people that they're around uh it's it's hard like there's just all these variables that play a factor into success and failure of prospects um that we just you don't know going into the draft and that's part of what makes the art of it you know so beautiful along with the science of it with the scouting and everything all the interviews and the the personality assessment tests and the physical stuff that they do it's it's both art and science and uh, i think that's why everybody in the league everybody that does this you know for fun 
fun or everybody that does it, you know, as an analyst like myself, we all have like, oh, just about uh, an equal amount of, of hits and misses when we look back at our draft history. <laughs> it's interesting how when you started this, you were looking at hits and misses from last year's draft as well as going back two or three years. And the guys that are coming out into the league are so young. I would imagine it takes a different amount of time to assess whether or not you're right. You you really won't know whether or not your draft board was correct for last year's, maybe until two or three years from now. The, the rookie of the year conversation, particularly when you're looking at the top of the draft where the Hornets are going to be selecting this year, uh, that's got not as much to do with whether or not you were, quote-unquote, successful on draft night as it does what, when you compare it to, say, the all-star team four years down the road. Absolutely. You're 100% right. And and like sometimes guys can be late bloomers. Sometimes it could be on their second team that they end up blossoming. And even if they don't end up the best player in their draft class, like just think about somebody like Malik Monk back in 2017. Uh, he gets drafted in the middle of the lottery. He kind of gets started off in his career. You know, he's up and down with the Hornets. He has some good moments. And he goes to the and he's solid. He's but he's not necessarily what you would have hoped for with the eleventh pick in the draft. And goes to the Lakers last season has a really good year. Then goes to the Kings this season and he's having massive playoff games at at twenty four years old. And he's you know stepping up. He's now his numbers on the surface aren't dramatically better, but he, like Hornets fans know how much he's grown seeing him now compared to back then and that's the type I think he's a great example of somebody that even if he's not the best player in his draft class he can go from like yeah he's all right he's solid to oh this guy is a winning player and somebody who can play big minutes on a playoff team that can happen late in year five year six of a player's career at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Kevin O'Connor, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Find him on Twitter at Kevin O'Connor NBA and find his work all over the ringer. You've been putting out mock drafts periodically as we build up towards the NBA draft. No doubt some more are going to come between now and draft night. In terms of moving players up and down your board, whether that's at the top of things or further down in the first round or into the second, what does it take to move a player on your draft board? So for like the mock draft, I at this time of year you know we're in you know early mid-june right now i try to focus on you know the intel i'm hearing um people i talk to around the nba and like that's one tough thing you know about it like you know kind of like a peek behind the curtains like there's so much politicking that goes around you know agents telling you their guys are ranked here and there you have this guy too low that guy too high and like sometimes you gotta just have to filter that out or just take it into consideration, but you got to check that against sources that don't have reason to tell you those things. Um, and that goes the other way, too, because with NBA teams, they might want guys' stock to fall or players to fall to a certain place in the draft so their team has a chance. Like it is, it is fascinating to just, you know, talk with people around the league agents and executives this time of year. So you kind of just have to get a feel for it and, and, Try your best to, to understand the general range of where these players will go. Um, but at the same time, I think it's also important sometimes with mock drafts to know what type of trades could be on the horizon. Are there teams that could trade up, um, teams that are, could trade out or down? And sometimes like you might put a guy in a spot where it doesn't make total sense because you preemptively are uh, expecting a trade in that spot. Um, so so many variables to consider. Mock drafts are hard. Uh, my big board's much easier to figure out because it's my own personal feelings without factoring in anything else that anybody is saying around the league um <laughs> so that's that's easy uh, but the mock drafts are uh incredibly difficult and uh, that's why draft night sometimes one trade can just throw it all off and and screw it all up and and <laughs> and change everything that everybody was expecting including the people in the league well i enjoy looking at both the big board and the mock draft the mock draft obviously you, you look at where the team you're following uh is pegged but the big board has great information and it's a, a true outlook on the talent level of those players in that order rather than trying to marry it to any one specific team with that in mind you know different drafts have different thresholds oftentimes if you or anytime you're drafting in the top three overall you are looking for an all-star as someone who can be a franchise leader for a playoff team and maybe a championship team one day but different drafts have a different number of those players actually in them when you look at the top of this draft how deep is it are there five or six players that are likely to have that all-star label at some point in their career is it more is it less where do you think the depth of this class lies towards the top where the hornets are actually looking at these players for number two consideration i think it's it's pretty deep in terms of potential all-star talents within the lottery um you know victor webanyama he he's you know the guy obviously everybody talks about as you know the potential league altering player but even right behind him brendan miller 
out of Alabama, Scoot Henderson, the Ignite, um, the both the Thompson twins with their dynamic athleticism, uh, like those guys, uh, Miller, Henderson, and both Thompson twins, they all in their own right do have all-star upside. Um, but even right behind those guys, when you kind of move out of the top five, I think, you know, there's not necessarily guys that you could say, oh, yeah, I feel a high level of confidence they'll be an all-star, but I think you can see the path toward them becoming an all-star, whether it's a Cam Whitmore with his, you know, downhill attacking athleticism, his verticality and his potential versatility, or whether it's Jarris Walker out of Houston who's this, like, perfect tailor-made you know forward for today's nba it's six seven with long arms and can defend multiple positions he can pass he can score at the rim back at, at img academy before he was in college at houston he showed off more scoring ability pulling up off the dribble with like a 250 pounds the dude's huge he's massive he looks like a like a like an oversized football player um, with his body type like i think there's those types of players you can see the path for them becoming all stars. So uh, I think it, it's fairly, it's moderately deep, um, you know, compared to some other years in terms of that talent. But I do think, you know, as you look deeper in the draft, you know, in the late late twenties and to the thirties and the forties, where the Hornets, of course, have a lot of picks. I think it's more likely that, you know, as is always the case, that there's just a lot of role players. Uh, I see less like superb upside players uh that'll that'll be gambled on in the late 20s and 30s than i do in other years but that that's okay though because there's still value in finding good role players well you gave us a good list of players that are likely in consideration for the hornets at number two and and there's so much written and out there about the confidence different people have with player a versus player b and who they think personally is going to be the the better of the two and that's why they'll end up number one or two on someone's big board like your own and encourage you all to check out the uh, nba draft.theringer.com big board list from kevin o'connor but i want to ask you about your confidence not in a player but in a picker mitch kupchak is the one who is going to be making this decision here for the charlotte hornets Uh, he has in my opinion one of the best draft histories of any executive in the NBA when it comes to picking in the top 10. He has never had a top 10 pick, whether it was with the Lakers or with the Hornets, that didn't become an all-star. And that, to me, is is the barometer here. I mean, you can quibble with, okay, this person made more all-star games or had more of an impact. Uh, This one had less. But if you don't get to that level, then in my opinion, you missed at that slot in the draft. So the fact that Mitch Kupchak in his draft history has never not gotten an all-star or as all I should say has always gotten an all-star when picking in the top 10, how much confidence should that give Hornets fans that he'll be able to find that person again? I think a pretty good level of confidence. I mean, you know, you mentioned some of the successful picks with the Hornets, but even with the Lakers, whether it was Brandon Ingram or, you know, Julius Randle or D'Angelo Russell and, you know, some of their lottery picks and never mind the steals that they had in the late first round and the second round, like, you know, Larry Nance, Ivata Zubats, who's now in the Clippers. He's had a lot of successful picks um, back with his Lakers tenure as well. Um, So I think for... You know, for for the Hornets fans moving forward with him last year, you know, Mark Williams, you know, the, the, he was a guy that a lot of teams were split on around the league, and and yet he had the the confidence and the vision with what he could show, what he showed he could be as a rim protector and as a finisher over the course of the season with Charlotte. So I think now at, at 
you know, with another top pick um, and the number two pick, of course, uh, I, I feel like they're in a situation now with they're working out all these guys. Brennan Miller's coming in, both Thompson twins, Scoot Henderson. Cupcheck is going to get a good feel for, hey, do we want to stay here at number two and take one of these guys, the first pick after, after Victor Wembanyama, or do we want to move down, accumulate more assets, get one of these guys like at number five or even move down further to number seven, number eight, something in that range, and get the guy that we actually think is the second best player in the draft or the third best player and get a heck of a lot more value, you know, in addition to that. So that's the that's the advantageous position that Cupcheck is in now with the second pick. And, and I'm very excited to see what he's going to do because, you know, some of those teams in the middle of the lottery are going to do what they can uh, to try to trade positions. We're excited as well. Most of all, excited to see how that pick matches up with Kevin O'Connor's big board and his mock drafts. You can find all his great work at TheRinger.com. Kevin, it's been great talking to you here today. Uh, mind if we have you back later on in the week? It's draft week here to get us ready for not just the number two pick, but the remainder of the Hornet selections. I'd love to. All right, he's committed. Kevin O'Connor will be back with us to talk more about the 2023 NBA draft later on this week here on the HHC. And of course, keep in mind the day after draft Draft day, June 23rd, early in the a.m., we will have our post-draft episode of the Hornets Hivecast with all the latest on whom the Hornets have picked. And you can probably join us at a party or two uh, on draft night. Make sure you're keeping your eyes peeled to Hornets.com and Hornets social media for all the intel on the Hornets draft festivities. Till next time, with thanks to our guest Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, our producer Rob Longo for putting this podcast together, and most of all to all of you for tuning in, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.